All right, we're here. We did it. Yep. Somehow. We are live. <clears throat> Somehow live. After everything. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah, it's been... Uh, I mean, it's been basically a month since our last normal show, if you don't count the Game of the Year one, but it's been sure. two weeks since our last time we did anything on okay. here. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So you've been gone for two weeks, just straight straight out. Yeah, I was in Europe. Yeah. Uh, that trip was bad, unfortunately. You got sick, yeah. I got... I got... Outside of, like times where i've had to deal with like had surgeries involved with the illness this is the most sick i have ever gotten in my life i wonder if you had <clears throat> got what i had in early december because i was fucking floored like in a way that i'm not usually it's it wasn't covid you know i was i was no. testing those were negative i'm still sick i'm on day 11 yeah like is it just like a bad flu did you have a fever for like two or three days so it it was a flu when I was over in Italy, um, yeah. and I and I was just like in the hotel. That's like all I could do, which sucked because like literally yeah. down the street, like Michelangelo's David was just <laughs> like hanging out, and it's like, and I'm looking at this hotel room because just walking around you. sucks. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that was about a week. Um, the I did actually I did get out of the ho hotel room very. Uh, briefly to see a couple things maybe just okay. through force of will but also because sure. near the very end of the trip i was starting to like get a bit better and so yeah. like the flight home is actually when i when i felt the, the least fluish um Great. but then it turned into the craziest cold of my life and that's what i'm still oh. currently on and i am just coughing and blowing my nose like every two minutes oh okay Maybe it's not what I had then because I didn't have that. <clears throat> yeah, it's changed. It's like it's yeah. not a flu anymore, but I'm on day 11 of being sick. Fuck, that sucks. I did get a cold last week. That's why I wasn't here. I will say that my first week of my trip, Spain was great. I had a, I had a really fun time. And then we flew to Venice and that was fine. It was yeah. cold, but Venice was cool. It was was beautiful. And then the day we, we took our train to um, Florence is when I started feeling bad. And so I got the evening in Florence, so I was able to see some stuff. <clears throat> the following day, I, I was pretty sick, but I was like, I booked a train ticket to go to Pisa. I, I'm going to go see the tower. I literally, we got on the train. It's like an hour and a half train ride. We walked to the tower. I took a photo of the tower, turned around, walked back, bought a new earlier ticket home. Oh, man. <clears throat> it was just like, I just need to check this box. Like, I'm yeah. never going to be back here. Um, so I didn't do yeah. anything else in Florence. Then we went to Rome. And I, I barely did some stuff in Rome until maybe the last day where I was like, I'm going to go. I'm going to see the Colosseum. God damn it. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> man that really really sucks if you had gotten this sick before leaving would you have canceled the trip and like pushed it back or would you have still tried to suffer through it i think i would have gone because in my head i would have been like i've been sick before this lasts like a couple days yeah. and like mm -hmm. in the past any any time i've ever had something flu like it was like maybe a day Mm-hmm. Even that crazy, sure. like when I had that crazy bout when I came back from India, that that lasted a day, and after like two days, I was totally fine again. And that's how I've like my whole life's been. That's why I'm saying this is like the most sick I've ever been. So I probably would have still gone on right. the trip, assuming it's just going to be a couple days, and then I'll be having a great time. If I somehow knew, oh no, you're in for at least eleven days of this, which would have been a significant portion of that trip, it probably would have been better to cancel it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like in retrospect. Okay, fair <clears throat> enough. Yeah, bummer. I'm glad yeah. you, like, got some time doing stuff, though. Like, <laughs> you got to do a few things, at least, before, before it yep. went to shit. <laughs> yeah, so, so definitely a weird trip. It's a, lot of, a lot of real highs, and, but, and then a lot of real lows. What, what was really annoying 
and apologies to the number of times I'm going to be clearing my throat and muting myself to cough. No, and it's, it's good. Um, it's fine. My taste buds were all screwed up. They're they're like just starting to get better right now, but they've been screwed screwed up for a while. So not only did I not want to like eat anything just because like my appetite was gone, but like everyone was like, yeah. you know, you got you got to drink fluids. You got to get a lot of fluids in. Water tasted awful to me. Just, it, Weird. Just because of my taste buds. Like the only, everything tasted bad except for like really sweet stuff. I guess if it had enough sugar, it could kind of get past the bad taste. So I was drinking a lot of like Gatorade. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I was just like drinking, like I would drink like half a bottle of Gatorade and then pour water into it just to try and get like more water into myself because <laughs> water on its own, it was just like, this sucks. I'm going to, I hate it so bad much. Jesus. Yeah. That's really brutal. <laughs> I thought maybe when you said that you were sick or whatever on the socials that like, oh, he's got a cold. That sucks for like a day or two, but I'm sure it'll be fine after I that. I feel like for, for me personally, <laughs> if I've posted about it on socials, it's now a big deal. Sure. <laughs> Fair enough. Because <laughs> <clears throat> if it was like just a cold or whatever, then yeah, I, like I would not have even mentioned that. But no, it was like I was just like staying in hotel rooms in like gorgeous cities. <laughs> Did you like get to watch some cool Italian TV or something while you're in the hotel? Like, what did you do in there? Just no, and I, and I was hoping maybe I'll play some games on my switch. I just didn't feel like doing anything. I was so dead. I just like, yeah, I, th- that's the thing is like, I'm thinking back on it and I was like, okay, I remember trying to sleep a lot, but that was unsuccessful. But like, yeah. what did I do for hours? Like, I guess I must've s- slept for some of it, but I remember not, I remember being like, man, I just can't fall asleep. But I guess I was like kind of going in and out so often. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's brutal. Bad timing. That sucks. Yeah, and it, and, and one of the funnier things was, <clears throat> you know, I got to Italy. And my, our first stop was Venice. And mm-hmm. I was like, cool, I'm in Italy. I'm going to have some pasta while I'm here. I'm going to have pizza. You know, that's like, yeah. you know, big Italian food. Um, so like first night we're there, I get some carbonara and then we're walking mm. around. I'm still hungry and I get just like a slice of pizza just at, at a random thing off the street. And the following yeah. day we have like a walking tour and the guide says, okay, so let me give you some tips. Don't eat pizza in Venice <laughs> because we're not allowed <laughs> open flames here. So it's not going to be great pizza. And I was like, oh, okay, well, oh. I guess I'll wait till I'm out hmm. somewhere else and don't have carbonara because that's a Florence thing. Wait until you're in Florence. And I was like. Oh, okay. So I had both those last night. And then as soon as I get to Florence, appetite gone. I'm sick. Yeah. Man. <laughs> so like the only, I, I did get past her one more time and I was in Rome. I, I, you know, I went, I went to dinner with my girlfriend. She was going out and doing her own thing because, you know, she, yeah. she's not just going to sit in the room. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go out to dinner with you. I'm going to try and actually get like a dinner. The pasta just tasted like salt. That's all I could oh, taste was salt. Gross. So eventually I was just like, I can't eat this. And I was like fading. So I was like, I need to leave early. I'm sorry. Goodbye. And just like walk yeah. out of the restaurant. So she didn't get sick. Like no. catch it from you. Surprisingly. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. That's great for her. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Cause like she wouldn't have had a, a, there was no way to get away from me. So but yeah, she was lucky. I don't know what it was. So man, brutal, but not hey, COVID though. Not not COVID, so I guess that's good. But I just that shitty flu that everybody's getting. Flu and I cold guess. thing. What what have, what has your last yeah. few weeks been up to? Anything cool going on? Um, no, I've just been playing games, hanging out, just doing my thing. I would like I kind of mentioned it before. I was sick last week, so that's why we didn't do a show. Uh, I was just getting like I was probably in the same state you are now, and I just didn't want to be hacking up a lung or whatever. Um, and like. I think John had just got back too from MAGFest. So uh, uh, it just wasn't a great week to do it. And then the week before you two were gone. So that's kind of why we've been gone. But uh, yeah, no, nothing sp- too special otherwise. I was kind of hoping that maybe we get some MAGFest stories from John, but he was unable to make it. I don't know if we actually mentioned that yet, but you probably could tell audio only listeners from. Uh, the fact that he hasn't said anything, that he is not here. He was not able to make it, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm not sure what's, uh, what he's up to, but he just kind of last minute had to cancel. So hopefully yeah. things are okay. Yeah, exactly. But we're here to hold down the fort either way, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, 
Well, let's do a podcast then. This is uh, the Top Down Perspective for February 1st. I'm Sean Booker. I'm Paul Fleck. I think this technically means we passed the anniversary of the show. Uh, technically, I I remember, I think it's like around like the 28th of January or something like that. 20th or 28th, something like that. Yeah, if they were, if we had kept going after the Game of the Year show, we would have hit 700. Well, I was about uh, to say next week or whatever our next episode is, which should be next week. um, Yeah. Yeah, that should be episode 700, but that doesn't correlate to yeah. the anniversary, right? But I, I think the anniversary like just happened. Um, mm-hmm. So, hey, we're... I don't know. I can't remember how old this thing is. When did I start it? 2010? So, 14? 14 yeah, years. that sounds so, probably about right. Yeah. So, it can get its learner's permit in Alberta? Sure, yeah. That's, that's a thing are. it could do. It could learn how to drive. It can well. It can read up on it and get and you know and then begin to start learning. Yeah, I guess so. And then is it sixteen where you can get the actual license? Yeah. Okay. Unless they change that, but <clears throat> I don't think they have. I don't know. I got yeah. mine. When, when, I got mine a little late. It was like seventeen or something. I think seventeen or eighteen, maybe. I don't know. I remember just kind sure. of not caring about getting it. Sure. Fair enough. Um. Okay. Paul, what have you been playing? Um, I mean, recently it's just been Pal World. We can talk okay. a little bit about Pal World if you want. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I have a whole lot to say about it except that it's a a survival game that's just kind of fun. So I've been I've been playing kind of two versions of it. I've been playing solo stuff to kind of see the different pals reading their like Pokedex ent- entries for, or whatever, like reading up about them when I catch them and taking my time to kind of like see what's going on in the game that way and then also we have a i started a community server and so we have a server where a bunch of us are just fucking around and doing dumb shit and that's been probably the funner way to play to the surprise of nobody um but if you like a survival game i think pal world is 100 percent worth checking out uh, it has all of the carrot on a stick things that keeps you in I was going to say intrigued, but I would say more just engaged. Like there's always a little goal or little goals to hit. So it's fun. I, I I think I particularly like how you can use interact with the pals and use them as like your weaponry or whatever. And I think that's kind of fun and interesting. So like ones that can like fly or whatever. So if they're big enough, you can make a saddle and ride them just as a flying mount or like ones that, uh, there's like a flying almost like stingray or something not stingray manta ray type thing and like you can build gloves so that you use that as your glider there's uh like basically a fire eevee type character that you can also build gloves so that you can pick that character up and basically like an alt use it as a flamethrower to just like burn the shit out of things like yeah no it's cool i think the game is really fun but it is the culmination of a bunch of other things that you like in video games put together. <laughs> so, of course, it was going to be probably fun. I, I did start it. Um, <clears throat> off the bat, it's it's really survival heavy, which I don't like survival games. I never want to think about my hunger meter. Um, sure. I get pretty bored early on of punching trees. Um, sure so there's that I, I like the pokemon aspect of it but that that's definitely yeah. seems to be kind of back uh, like you know secondary to to the survival part to it yeah it's kind of unfortunate that it's been known as pokemon with guns because it's actually arc with pokemon is more correct yeah i've, so, been, I've like, been hearing people say that yeah um yeah i don't know how much more i'm going to play with it now it does have multiplayer so that might help it a little bit for me but um We'll see. I haven't I haven't written it off totally yet. It does. I feel like yeah. it doesn't explain enough stuff, and I'm assuming that's just from the like early access nature. Like for example, yeah, probably. Um, to like put a Pokemon, it's Pokemon. Put a pal in yeah. your in your base. Yeah, and it's and it's like okay, I I don't know why I'm doing that. You didn't tell me why, and I, I guess it just like hangs out in the area. 
No, so every pal had there's like a bunch of jobs that they can do and depending on what like that pal can do it will do that job as necessary to like upkeep your base for you so some of them are like gatherers some of them are farmers some of them just do like watering stuff or whatever okay what does so the you sheep want do a variety the sheep i think gather things and can help build things faster so you, okay. starting out you probably want a couple of them just to make that like Building stuff is way too long for some for some buildings that you want to do after like the first basic ones. They can be up to like two minutes, which is insane to hold F down on the keyboard. So like the idea is, is that you probably will have two or three pals to make that like 10 seconds instead of two minutes. Um, okay. so just stuff like that. Later on, when you get like your first berry patch, for example, you want a pal that is able to do like the seeding part and then want to also do the uh, watering part, just stuff like that. That's what it's for. And so, you know, I, like I put the sheep in there and I'm like, OK, well, you, I checked that box and it gave me another quest to do. Yeah. <clears throat> and then it's like, hey, some pals will get a uh, like anxious if they don't have a bed. And I'm like, I have no idea how to make yeah. a bed. What do you like? You didn't tell me how to make a bed. You're just like complaining about a lack of bed. Like, why, why don't you tell me about that first instead of putting that in my face? Yeah, I think the thing they need to describe better is the technology tree, like where you go into it and then you have to kind of spend your tech points to be able to have the ability to do certain things. And then you can do those certain things. Like, I think if you're not into just like, playing a whole bunch of survival games and looking in menus for that sort of shit just inherently that can be really confusing starting yeah. off yeah it's yeah, very so that, much that... a survival game you have to like survival games to get the most out of this otherwise if you play with friends and you can have like a couple buddies do the survival part if you just want to go around and like shoot uh distinct copyright distinct pokemon with arrows or whatever like if that's your jam you could do that and just have your friends do the other stuff or whatever is there any kind of like story or or thing you're trying to accomplish like i think so okay <laughs> i can't really tell there are npcs and characters in the world but i don't know how they like there's an overall story going on okay you're not like trying to like get go to a gym there is definitely like boss fight encounters or something like raids or whatever that i guess you could call a gym one of the first things you get like when you start the game they give you kind of a list of like these are the things you should do like a tutorial list and the yeah. end of that list is go to like this tower and face off against the syndicate person or okay. whatever and that's basically like essentially a gym battle where you go in and there is a tough ass pal and gym character like pal trainer. I don't know what the fuck you would call them. And you have to take it out. OK, because, yeah, like the only kind of narrative I've gotten so far is, you know, you wash up on the shore and then there's a person hanging out by a yeah. fire and they're like, these creatures murdered my entire party. This place is a nightmare. <laughs> and that's it. It's like, what? <laughs> Yeah. What, you, what is happening? The part I like for like the flavor stuff is that the place really is like nightmare Pokemon. If some of those Pokedexes entries are just like, hey, this Pokemon, this pal like is known for just being really friendly. So people capture it. Right? And then they usually kill off their owners or whatever. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like there's just fucked up entries for all of them. Yeah, I do kind of like some, you know, someone kind of looked at these Pokemon and was like, you know, these games are for kids, but in reality, these things are our weapons. These things are absolute yeah. weapons and they would be like, they, they would be like kept at us at a distance. Like we do with yep. wild animals, but even further because these things can like yep. shoot magic, like they're all wizards. So like, yep. <clears throat> I do like the, they kind are of animals. Like, yeah. I do kind of like the idea of like, what, what if we actually like made things realistic where it's and then I do like that you can just run up and hit them with a stick because like in real life, I could do that. If I saw an animal, yep. I could run up and hit it with a stick. It's probably not a good idea, but like that's a thing that could be done. Yeah. And then if so, 
it does such weird shit too. There's a sanity meter for your pals that are working. And if you don't have things that they can like kind of, if they don't have a bed later on, if they don't have like their hot tub or whatever, just things they can do to unwind, they'll like their sanity will lower and they'll get depressed and stuff like that. And then you can build a butcher's cleaver and then hack them up and make them meat for dinner that night. <laughs> like, it's like, kind of fucked I guess up. That's, I mean, I guess that is technically true, but yeah, that is also fucked up. <laughs> yeah, so it's that stuff about the, like, the flavor of what's going on that I really like. But again, if like if that stuff sounds interesting to you, that's great. You are still going to have to collect berries to eat because you will starve. You will yeah. still have to punch trees to build houses. You will still have to do survival stuff. So, yeah, if, that's yeah. That, and that's what's pushing me away from it a bit. <clears throat> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, you playing anything else? Um, no, nah, not nothing to really talk about yet. Okay. I don't think. Uh, so I talked about this like real briefly at the beginning of our of our game of the year episode, but I have finished and now played through Prince of Persia, the Lost Crown. I'm surprised you yes. haven't played this. This seems extremely up your alley. I played Momodora, so I don't want another Metroidvania right now. OK. Like I said on the game of the year show, this game is like really, really awesome. I loved it so much. Uh, I didn't like 100 percent. it. There's plenty more I could go back and do, but. It looks really good and it, like it handles really well. I was getting like dead cell vibes off of the, the character movement and the combat and how tight everything is. The uh, abilities you get are also like pretty unique. I don't want to like spoil them, but they're not like th some of them are like pretty. You could guess, but in other ones are just are, are completely new. I guess the, the one in, you've seen in the trailer is where there's like the time powers. We can like oh, walk yeah, back sure. to a different one. And that's cool when you have to, when they start incorporating that into like the platforming where you need to like, okay, I need my clone to like press this button for me so that I can like warp and get past this part earlier on later, or I need him to drop down and hit this thing, but then I need to be able to warp back so that I get, you know, I can, I can move past it. <coughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, it's really great. I, I want to say I finished it in maybe be like, 12 ish hours which is on the okay that's on the shorter end from what i was hearing there's there's kind of two ways to go through the game there's exploration mode which i think is the default but then there's guided where they will always have a marker on like where you should go next and that's what i wanted okay. to do so i i did that so i always kind of was going <laughs> sorry one second yeah no i would definitely go with guided myself personally so that makes sense you would do guided or you wouldn't? Yeah, for sure. I would 100% oh. do guided. Wow. See, I think I was going to assume the opposite because I remember this was a thing with Hollow Knight. And like my big complaint with Hollow Knight was I never know sure. where I'm, where I'm going, if I'm going the right direction. Just please give the me. The problem a, with a Hollow map. Knight is that it didn't show you on the map. It just showed you the map and you had to kind of know where you were. Yeah. So exploration will show you where you are on the map and stuff like that. But it will yeah. not show you where to go. Um Mm. which, okay, which is yeah. just for you to explore around the guided one will give you a destination and so i, I really like that because sometimes it's like way on the other side of the map you're, you're going and the map is pretty big to the point where it was like all right you need to here, here's your objective and it's like you just doubled the size of my map screen i didn't realize the map was this big <laughs> holy smokes okay <laughs> i got time to buckle up yeah um, so yeah it's it's really great um my favorite area is so, oh, hang on. Mm -hmm. Man, all this talking is killing me. Um, my favorite area is this shipwreck. It's kind of far okay. on the on the eat or the right side of the map where it is just because of the nature of the area you're in and like time stuffs going on. Mm -hmm. A big naval battle in the middle of us of a sea storm is ha happened, and it's in the middle of it, and then time froze. And you're just platforming and fighting your way through like ships being blown in half and tidal waves and stuff. And you're like running on the water and there's nothing like technically impressive about it, but just like the way it looks it is super cool. And you'll, you'll be going like through a ship that has been split in two 
and there's a lightning bolt going down it and it's just like frozen like that and you're just like jumping your way up the ship oh it looks so cool i think the, the entire game looks really great um and it's fully voice acted that that's great as well i I'm, i was cool. so impressed with just how like tight and and great a game this was it reminded me a lot of another of a previous um metroidvania from ubisoft a, a while ago it's like a decade plus ago called um outland i think it was called yeah uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which that involved a that whole was bunch ubisoft of like, they at least published it for sure i don't know if oh, they developed it okay. but like i know ubisoft was tied to it in some way um, and that was all about like kind of flipping dimensions doing all these like um um what am i thinking of uh, platforming uh puzzles by f- flipping like the state of the world back and forth and stuff like that and there's something very there's a power very similar to that as well in this game so i got a lot of vibes from that as well but i think it's just a really tight metroidvania i think it's one of like the best ones we've gotten in the genre and you've probably seen it on social media they have that feature where at any point you can hit down on the d-pad and it'll just take a picture of that's where so you awesome it'll put it on the map so if you're just like i don't know what this obstacle is but i'll come back later and you can take a picture of it and you can look at that picture whenever you want it's kind of such a fun quality of life thing that's like genre defining and that like when i play with it i know i'll want every metroidvania to have that going forward yeah it's kind of weird that it's a finite resource i i didn't use it that often but i i can't really see anyone like running out of them they give you quite a bit but just the, the idea at all that there's a finite resource that you have to like spend in-game currency to increase if you want is kind of weird especially because they build as like an accessibility feature <laughs> but yeah you know it, it is still a really great feature that uh, I, i've been hearing a lot of people praising and it, it is definitely cool for sure yeah it's very cool sounding yeah um that game's also just like dragon ball z like time and time again i was just like oh yeah i, I watched dragon ball z yeah clearly whoever made this game also watched a lot of dragon ball z <laughs> With some of the cutscenes and some of the weird stuff going on in the fights and whatnot. Yeah. Um, all right, the other game I played uh, when I got back was Turnip Boy Robs a Bank. Yeah, I want to hear about this. <clears throat> I was going to play this the night it came out, but got pulled away with some other stuff. So this is a roguelike? Um, that, that made me immediately less interested, to be honest with you. Whereas the but. first one was like... I don't know, like a Zelda-like or whatever. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is a roguelike. You constantly keep going to this bank, and areas will open up further, further into the bank based on whatever items you've purchased off the black market. Okay. There's like four distinct areas, and they each have a boss and stuff like that. I think it's good. I think the writing is still really top-notch and quite funny. There's a whole bunch of like little mini side quests in there. I think they're pretty like forgettable um in terms of like the rewards they just give you like cosmetic items you don't really get anything for doing them but that can be funny like this one guy is he has fused like you know everything's anthropomorphized so you know all the all the fruit and stuff they're they're people he's fused like four fruit people together and he's about to like electroshock them to like bring them to life but he's having like a crisis of faith where he's like is this ethical (laughs) sure yeah that's uh right on brand that's great so you need to like that's the thing is everyone has something they're like oh man i need you to bring me back something and you have to go now yeah. i forgot exactly what the guy's name he's like he's like the thinker or something you need to go talk to him and get some like words of wisdom so that you can then go back <laughs> okay. to the mad scientist and tell him what you know whether or not it's okay and, and then you, you know i won't i won't spoil the end of that little side quest but they're all pretty minimal <laughs> it is okay it is primarily a roguelike um, yeah <clears throat> uh, my one issue is i'm i'm never going to finish the game because after you beat all four of the bosses what they want you to do is a boss run of the entire thing all at once which is not too difficult uh, it's just long and kind of tedious and so you know i did that and then it enters this like <clears throat> end game scenario where i wasn't exactly sure what my objective was but it seemed like i died in one hit and had to do the whole thing again like the boss rush oh geez okay yeah so i don't know what it was like unless i was 
the best thing I could possibly say is like, maybe I didn't have much health and I got hit once or something, but I'm pretty sure I was doing f- like totally fine with the health. Cause by at that point, like you have so much money, you've bought all the upgrades and everything like that. Yeah. And I died. I died extremely quickly. And then it was like, all right, do the boss rush again. And to that, I said, uh, no, what if I just never play this game again? What are you talking about? Like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. Uh, right <laughs> so i need to like look it up a little bit unfortunately it's not super popular so not many people are talking about it on the internet but mm. i need to look up and see like what exactly it needs to be done because if because i'm i might have one more attempt into me because like i said the boss rush is not hard it's just time consuming yeah but if i'm gonna end up in a scenario again where it's like one hit and you're just out like then i'm yeah it's bullshit no, you. <clears throat> yeah no, weird thing sucks. to do for sure yeah anyway that's oh, all i've been playing wanted- oh yeah, go I wanted to bring up one other thing just to have okay. it kind of on record. I finished Dave the Diver. That game is done. And that game, I was thinking about when you said tedious. I was like, Dave the Diver at some point just introduced way too much for me. And it was just like, it doesn't feel like you're adding on to the experience anymore. It feels like you're giving me busy work. Like, I just need to be done this. And okay. so I finished that game. Okay. Did you do any of the like the the interest like the crossover dlc like the dredge stuff i did the dredge thing so is it it good do you want to know how to access it because it's kind of fucked up okay you have first of all you have to get to the point where you unlock a mechanic uh in the farm the eggs the chickens i don't know if you got that yet i'm sure you did i think i do i'm sure you did so you like i guess i'm saying this for other people who might listen and are wondering as well if you as long as you have the chicken farm thing unlocked and you have the dredge DLC installed, sometimes you will get a random drop at night where it's foggy and then that's the dredge stuff. So it's a random drop that you have wow. to just hope for. Yeah, I was okay. not stoked. So what I did, I did it at the end after credits rolled and all that stuff because the game goes on forever. You're running a restaurant. You're not going to stop. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just like there's a day skip thing or like advance the day oh, okay. button. I just yeah. kept doing that, that until sucks, I got though. it. That's not great. <laughs> it sucks. Uh, I think so. I kind of wanted to bring it up that because if you're playing that game and you're at that point, you should have that installed so that when you're like playing through the oh. game normally, you'll get it at some point. Sure, <laughs> probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just announced Godzilla DLC. So I'm. I'm pretty sure it's going to be a similar thing where it's an event that can happen, which is fine, I guess. But for people that like play through the game already, that's kind of a bummer that there's not just a mode or way to see that instantly. The new content without playing through a bunch of days. Oh, well, it is what it is. That thing is way too long. That ending is kind of cool, though. It's kind of neat. I liked it. I like that final like boss thing that happens. (laughs) It's good. Okay. All right. I need to get back to it because I Are think you, I'm I think I'm close. So I was going to say, I th- I was going to ask you if you had uh, played any of it on your trip. I did not bring well. the Steam Deck. No, I just brought the, the switch. Fair enough. Cool. <clears throat> All right. Let's see some news. Um, I mentioned that the Dave the Diver Godzilla DLC that was shown off during the PlayStation State of Play live stream. Uh, did you watch yeah. any of this? I watched it. Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. and uh, I guess just if you if some sections you want to call out, go you, feel free to start us off. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, I mean, right from the jump, I've been wanting to see more about Stellar Blade, and they showed that and gave a date, so I'm freaking stoked! I can't wait for that thing. It looks okay. like the just another platinum game, which is exactly what I want. Uh, Dragon's Dogma Two, I'm just excited for that game, so that was great to see that that thing or whatever what what is your interest level on this silent hill short message game that they just dropped it's out oh i played it i already played it last night it's fine wasn't worth talking about uh i will say that if you like silent hill stuff it gets the atmosphere and tone right if you are squeamish at all about trauma dumping stuff and suicide specifically it's going to be hard (laughs) There's a lot of that stuff in it, but it was fine. It was uh, better than Ascension, but I mean, I don't think that's necessarily saying anything. How long was it? It was uh, about two and a half hours. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty g- good for a free game. 
For sure. Yeah, no, it got the tone and everything right. The atmosphere. So I thought that thing was cool. Um, if you have a PS5, it's definitely worth playing. If you like Silent Hill stuff, it's not like it's worth buying a PS5 for, obviously. But yeah, it was fine. Well, this is going to be the new PT where I'm going to be able to like sell my PS5 for like a profit, right? Uh, I don't. It eventually gets <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I highly um, doubt that. I don't know. N- not much did uh, from this live stream hit me specifically it was cool to see judas for i think the first time yeah i'm down for bioshock 2 electric boogaloo let's go into that type of game again yeah I'm for in. those who don't know this is ghost story games this is the studio that ken levine the, the creator of bioshock has, has been working on for like a decade now yeah um so it is just kind of interesting to be like okay what what is the, what is this person's follow-up to bioshock um, yeah. no date or anything on that. So who even knows? Yeah. And then yeah. just like the longest, um, death drowning two trailer. Which, yeah. I mean, makes sense. Kojima likes long trailers. Like that's the thing. True. That thing. That thing looks weird. Like, yeah. Stop me. If you've heard this before, a Kojima game looks weird. Yeah. Ah, oh, absolutely. I'll play. I'll play it though. No, for sure. Like, yeah, it's it's kind of just like, yeah, I got to see what the next thing is. Maybe more interesting, though, is that he said after production is done with that, they're going to move to an espionage game called Fizzent or whatever, or at least Project Fizzent is, I guess, what people are calling it because of the tease he did. Um, Yeah, that that should be interesting because that sounds like Metal Gear. <laughs> Again. This guy's got a lot of games going on because there's also the Jordan Peele yeah. Xbox thing that they're doing as well. Um, yeah, that's true. And he and he was also talking about how like Fizzent is also going to be like a movie. But what that was also part sure. of the pitch of the Jordan Peele thing, like it's going to be like a cross media thing. Like, so I don't know, man. I feel like Kojima, yeah. everyone is just like writing him blank checks for like any ideas that he has. And he's just like... He's like, what if it was like a game and a movie and a comic book? And they're like, I love it. How many zeros do you want? Let's do it. Yep. Yeah. Oh, it it should be interesting. Like, I like Metal Gear games a lot. So him going back to that style of game, I'm I'm interested. And when he said it's kind of like a game and a movie, it's like, yeah, all of your fucking Metal Gear games are. You play the game for half an hour and then there's an hour movie like that's how they all are. So we'll see. Yeah. So, so is it just going to be like the more of the same or something? Who, right. who knows? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe more FMV or something in there. I was going to ask you, do you care about Rise of the Ronin at all? Because that seems like maybe a you thing being the Assassin's Creed guy. Um, At the moment, like, no, but like, well, I guess we'll yeah. see. Sure. Okay. Anything else yeah. from the, the, tra- the, the stream that you wanted to mention before we move on? Uh, February 6th, Foam Stars. I'm so in. I need to play that thing. I think that's going to be fun and infuriating in the way Splatoon is. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Yeah, I remember that game is good. I don't think it's as good as Splatoon. So I think that's kind of what a lot of people are going to (laughs) say. Okay, fair. That makes sense. Um, PDP announced their Riftmaster wireless guitar controller. It's official and real. I haven't seen this yet. Oh my yep. god! So okay. this is the the it's going to work on Rockman Four and Fortnite. I guess Fortnite Festival specifically. There's a there's a PlayStation version, and then there's an Xbox version, and I think both of them will also work with the, the mm. PC. Okay. Um. It it they're basically exactly like the Rockman Four guitars, where they can fold at the neck for better better storage. Okay. They have five buttons, sure. five at the top, five at the bottom, but you know, they do the same thing. So it just looks like they're just, you know, more of what we'd expect. Nothing. So the big thing for me is it seems like there's nothing unique to these. So I don't actually need to buy one because I should right. just be able to use my current rock band four guitars. And, but, but I'm, you probably I have no, will. I have no, <laughs> I have no inter like plans to buy one. of these. There's okay. literally no reason to buy one. I have working modern controllers, so I, I don't need one. But <laughs> <clears throat> what? 
We'll see. Honestly, we'll the see. only way I end up with one of these is if like this this thing does so spectacularly bad in stores that they start discounting them, and I just be like, <laughs> okay, well, it was ten bucks, like whatever, why not? Sure. Okay. At least I'm giving it a good home. <laughs> all I'm saying is we'll see. <laughs> That's yeah, all I, I'm saying. I guess we will see. Um, no release date. Just says spring. Um, but like, it's real. So there you go. Uh, and last yeah, little story cool. I pulled here is that Alan Wake got an update <laughs> that t- turns down the jump scares. So that's not what it does. What it does is it's accessibility options for um, people that have troubles with like strobing lights and stuff. So what that means is that those jump scares are that. So they turn it turns that down as well. So yeah. like there it's it's an accessibility thing. The way this was worded at first made me laugh so hard because Kotaku's like. New Alan Wake update is great for babies or some shit. It's, it's so yeah. many people are like, yeah, I guess because I have epilepsy, I'm a giant baby now. So that's great. <laughs> and I found that so funny. <laughs> but those are I some of the worst. It's just those like random yeah. flashes of just like someone screaming at you out of nowhere. So oh, it's so stupid. Down. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's it's, nice. It's, I just found it funny that like I knew what they were going for because I looked at the article but the way that title was worded <laughs> was so funny to me. Holy crap. Um, I mean, the thing they should really do is make an update to make the aiming and gunplay in that game not absolute fucking ass. The, the jump scares are good, though, I guess, turning that down and the epilepsy stuff. That makes sense. Kind of surprised it wasn't there to begin with, honestly. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. <clears throat> I would have definitely turned that down. All right, let's do some questions. If you want to send a question in, topdownrespective at gmail.com, at TBD Podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, or John's P.O. Box. Um, this first one comes from Kevin, who writes, what do you consider a C-tier video game? Um, Quantum Theory. Quantum Theory. Okay, because I would have put that in like the B-tier. Really? Okay. okay. Well, what do you consider like B tier then? Singularity. Quant- wait, sorry, Quantum Theory? I'm going to be thinking of a different game. Quantum Theory is the bad Gears of War. Oh, you know what I was thinking of? I was thinking of bin- Binary Domain, which rocks. Binary Domain would be B to me. So I think, <laughs> okay. yeah. So we are you just, are you, so are, is a C, are you saying a C tier game is just a bad game? Yeah, that's basically what I'm saying. Because, like, when I'm putting something in the B tier one, I'm saying it's like, I'm saying it's like a it, there is a there's a significant flaw to this game, but it's it's okay. still like there is a shine to it though. Like, it is exactly like what I'm talking about when we're doing like honorable mentions at on the game of the year show, where it's like, okay, sure. That's this main fair. like in a in a way it's like because you know sometimes the honorable mentions are like hey this was going to be number 11 other times it's like this had no chance of ever being on my top 10 list but i need to call it out because of like this part sure that's fair yeah i think a c tier is probably like a five out of ten or lower to me i do i do think it is like a pretty bad game because like if i'm lowering it that much like B is already like flawed in some way. Now I'm lowering it another sure. level. It's like this is probably not a good game. Sure. Yeah, that's fair. <clears throat> uh, next question is from Rasterman7. What's the longest IRL time in real lifetime it's taking you to beat a game? As in the longest <laughs> period going from the first time you played until you got an ending completion, games that you have you've yet to be don't count okay that makes sense i guess i started prey in 2017 when it released and beat it in 2020 so that's recently that like that's somewhat recent that was three years i don't know if i have uh one like this i'm I'm either usually finishing it in one setting or i'm never returning to it sure I do have some it RPGs where I got to like the last section and then just stopped playing them. So it's like I could have some answers, but because I did not finish them, they don't qualify. I actually do have an answer here. 
Uh, I just got to look it up. Parappa the Rapper came out in 2001. I played that game when it came out and never beat it. And I beat it in 2023 in December. There you go. Nice. So, yeah, 22 years, roughly. Yeah, there's no there's no way I have anything close to that. All right, Waste of Resources writes, if you were to Google image search pizza, does the top result have pepperoni on it or not? Don't search until all guesses are in. Oh, okay, I didn't hit enter yet. I just typed pizza. Yeah, so we're guessing. Do you think there's pepperoni on that picture? 100%, yeah. I think so as well. Okay. Images. Yeah. Yeah. First one. Interesting. Oh, no, for me, it looks like it's just a cheese. In fact, I think it's the third one that is a pepperoni pizza. I can probably, let's see, this, go here. This is my results there. That first one there is pepperoni, followed by a cheese, followed by, uh, looks like a deluxe with olives on it. So, yeah. Yep, yep. Mine goes cheese, and then it looks like some kind of, yeah, deluxe one. Like, the second one is Wikipedia's deluxe one. So, I was incorrect. Cool. Dad writes, between the Game Boy Advance, the DS, and the 3DS, which console would you remove from existence? This is easy. I mean, I think it's the 3DS personally. Yep. but Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Okay. I think it's just the libraries on the DS and the 3DS are too good. The 3DS does not even, like, touch those libraries. The thing that made the 3DS so great is that it played some of the new stuff, which I really wanted to play, but also all of those old things as well. (laughs) Well, the 3DS didn't play GBA games, I don't believe. They they had removed that at that point. Sure. They were on like the the store, so I just bought them again. But yeah. Sure. Ex- I and know. if you they bought your th- if you got your 3DS at launch, you were part of the ambassador program where they gave you a bunch of like a bunch really of good stuff. Game Boy Advance games. That's how I got yeah, that's how I like, finished cap. A lot of the reason why the 3DS was so good was because of the backwards compatibility on top of the I don't know. What did, what would you say? Maybe probably less than ten for me anyways, like <coughs> 3DS exclusive things I cared about. Yeah, I don't know the top of my head, but I just know like yeah. I I love the DS's library. That's one of my favorite libraries. And then I just and the Game Boy Advance just has like too many bangers on it. Yeah, for sure. All right, nose blow, blow break. BGC Kenny writes I saw a few trailers for Prince of Persia The Lost Crown and from what I've seen in them it looks like a PS2 game but I mean that in the best way possible which leads me to an interesting point when something is in pixel art a la NES or SNES people appreciate it more because it's a style Mm. people don't usually treat early 3D the same way despite also being a style when does a game stop looking bad in 3D and start looking like a specific style, whether it be N64, PS1, PS2, Dreamcast, or what have you? Uh, when does it stop looking bad? When <clears throat> it is a choice that the artist makes and not one based on limitations, I think. So they go full in on it. Like... I- I don't know. It's also like completely subjective. Yeah, a lot of people like pixel art stuff. But I really like PS1 era st- like looks and stuff because that was my nostalgia or whatever. So like it's completely subjective, I think. But it's when they are the people making the art are trying to do that style, I think, is when it stops looking bad. I don't know. I think for, for me, I, I'm going to like I'm going to look at N64 graphics and I'm just always going to look at them. I think they look bad. Like nostalgia aside, like when I when I like, you know, Final Fantasy seven comes to mind. Those mm-hmm. characters are never going to look good. 
those weird like circular shoulders and weird proportions of those cheap. I just never think those look good. And I just think 3d is hard. Cause like there's, I even have plenty of movies where it's like, I, this movie I love and every year I go back to it and it's like, Oh, this is aging. And I can see that it, it is aging. And that's just, that's just how 3d animation looks like. It's just, it ages poorly. Um, whereas for whatever reason, pixel art just does not age. I don't know what the reason is behind that. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I like the look of N64, so I just disagree fundamentally. But I mean, I know it's fine. Like, again, kind of subjective. Pixel art is can be really great, but a lot of times is also kind of boring. Depend Like, it's also one of those things that good pixel art is incredible, but most pixel art can be eh sometimes. All subjective. Uh oh, we're at here. Phantom Magus writes, How many slices of pizza can you eat? Be sure to clarify what kind of pizza it is. It's <laughs> with the pizza stuff. It's been a while since I've like really gone for it though, is the thing. So I don't know what I can these days. But like for the most mm-hmm. part, like I could eat a whole pizza by myself. Uh in terms yeah. of the size, you know, the size is obviously gonna change it up, but like I'm I'm talking like <clears throat> like a, like a delicio you know oven pizza, whatever those like in, you know in the box like I would just eat a whole one of those by myself. In the states, do you guys go inch? What like if you were to order pizza, is it by inches as well? Like this, I believe so. I, I but I feel like it's usually like small, medium, large, extra large, and they they all have like corresponding inch sizes. But we just like don't pay attention to that. We're just like, I don't know, there's 10 of us get two larges. So up here, large is generally 16 inch and eight slices. And I can finish one of those usually pretty okay. I won't feel great later on, but like I can do that for sure. If I really push maybe 10 pieces, but then I would feel like absolute shit. I don't know what it is like about like pizza, but like I can eat so much pizza. (laughs) Like, yeah. like pizza is often something that like, like work will order. And if there's a time where it's just like, I'm just going to eat as much pizza as I can because there's like a whole bunch of pizza here and no one else is going to eat that much. It's like, I can sure. like just keep eating pizza <laughs> yeah. to a degree where it's just like, no, it doesn't make sense how many slices of pizza I just ate, but I can just keep going. <laughs> do you think it has anything to do with like it being so greasy while it's warm? The grease is like liquidy so it easily fills your stomach and then it solidifies <laughs> and then it feels heavy later you're like oh god that was so I, much grease <laughs> maybe i, don't I mean know. it's definitely not good for me that's for sure so it's yeah. like i said it's been a long time since i've probably eaten more than like four slices of pizza in like one kind of meal sure even nowadays like if, if my girlfriend and i will get like a, a pizza we'll have half of it each which which is usually like three or four slices, but half a pizza is usually like yeah. the limit these days. Yeah. I mean, that's probably smart because <laughs> that shit can be real bad for you. Uh, Wayward writes, uh, what's your biggest gaming related achievement of last year? Could be a particular boss fight or something more broad, such as getting through an especially long game, but something you did last year. I mean, it's not really an achievement because it's nothing special, but I played through all of Baldur's Gate. I saw credits on that thing. That thing is crazy. Hey, that's not easy. That's a commitment. Yeah, but it's also not hard. It's a commitment. That's yeah, that's (laughs) it's not like a challenge. It's a commitment. This is kind of in in a different vein than they're probably expecting. But my the thing I'm most proud of going to the PlayStation headquarters being okay. being invited to the PlayStation headquarters and and getting to cover the portal like before it launched and like being a part of that and covering it like as a game journalist that was I was pretty proud of that <clears throat> man i wonder how long that thing is going to like exist on shelves if they're going to restock it or whatever 
It seems like it's gone, somewhat but... popular because I see like Wario 64 like tweeting like it's available again, blah, blah, blah. So people seem to want them. That's so weird to me. All right. Well, whatever. Uh, Hebrew Lantern writes, you break into someone's house. What are you stealing that will only mildly inconvenience them? TV remote. Yeah, the TV remote was where my mind went first, too. This one, this one would also be like, it's a small thing to steal, but I think it would be way too much of an inconvenience is like, like the power cable for the TV, because you definitely don't have a replacement for that. Oh, yeah. What about like an HDMI cable instead of the power cable? No, see, I don't. Maybe that's mild, but like for me specifically, someone steals an HDMI cable. I got three more. Honestly, you're doing me a favor getting that's, some of those out of my house. <laughs> well, that's the point. It's mildly inconvenient that you have to replug it in. <laughs> I, like, I guess so. Yeah, I don't I, I don't think that's inconvenient enough. It's not inconvenient enough. I, like the remote, the remote's good. Even if you just took the batteries out of the remote and like threw them somewhere in the couch or something, just like something that they didn't work right away. Yeah, I don't. Well, I don't think you can take the batteries out of my remote, but even like the batteries wouldn't be for a a different device wouldn't be that issue because I just have like a jar of rechargeable batteries that sit on the. Yeah, so it's like I can replace batteries pretty easily. Mm -hmm. So you'd have to take so you'd have to take like the whole remote with it to make it like really annoying. What about like the space bar off of their keyboard or something? Okay, yeah, that would be, that seems pretty bad. What, so what if it was just yeah. like a like a letter though? What if you just took like like their F key or like an A, something that they have to use for a lot of words, like a vowel probably. Yeah. That would suck. An E. That would definitely suck. Yeah. Uh TC Golden, what is a dish or good item from any video game you want to try or are interested in giving a try? A dish or good item? I mean, something that gives me a double jump would be sick. But I think he means food. They mean food. Oh, it says, I mean, good item. If you can think of an item that gives yeah. you the double jump. I just don't know if that many items. There's probably like boots in one game where you get, that's how you get the double jump. Um, what about a one-up mushroom? So see, I was I thinking kind of similarly, back. like Phoenix Down. Because like, then yeah, I can, sure, then I down. could die. And then yeah. I get to come back to life. So that which well, that would be kind of a cool experience, too. I'm not interested in giving it a try, though, I guess, just in case. So. I, that, that brings up the second question. It's like, OK, so someone just presented me with the Phoenix down. Someone promises mm-hmm. me they will use it on me if I die. Am I brave enough to go through with, like, getting killed? Like, no, because why would you risk it anyway, right? You just hold on to it. (laughs) I guess that's the smarter thing is hold on to it for like a rainy day, right? Like just keep it in your safe at home and just let your loved ones know like, hey, in the worst case scenario, you bust this thing out and then make me drink it. No, because it's feathers, right? So it is feathers. You just put it on me. I don't actually know how you like. Like how Phoenix Down works. I'm just imagining this monkey's paw scenario where you're like dying of a terminal disease and then it resurrects you and you just die again or you're in pain forever <laughs> or something like, oh, my God, get that Phoenix down away from me. Well, Let me die. so wait, like in Final Fantasy, if you're poisoned and die and you come back, you're still not still poisoned. I don't think. Well, I don't know. Is that true in all of the games? Yeah, no, because the poison effect would probably. Oh, you know what you could do is if you had cancer or something and you die, let the cancer die with you and then use the Phoenix. That's what I'm thinking is whatever disease you have, is it only alive because your body's alive and it's like feeding on? It's feeding off you. So you just need to let it die out and then you can come back. Yeah. Okay. Is there like a statute of limitations on how long the Phoenix down works? And then you like need a resurrect spell or something. I don't know. I feel like in the games you could, you could probably use it whenever you wanted, but I've never like waited that long. I want my party member back. 
Like I'm sure. just I don't just like run around the game with only three people and the dead one just to see if I could do it. Sure. Yeah. And last question from Valk uh, Valcor. Have you ever done a challenge run for a game for fun? As an example, right now I'm playing Fire Emblem Three Houses, but I'm only allowed to use units and classes that friends picked for me. Um, I'm assuming speed runs don't count. They're a kind of challenge run, but I don't think that's the like question. I think it's more like a set of rules that you're trying to abide by, maybe. I don't think I have. It makes me think of like, you know, like the Pokemon Nuzlocke runs that I, you know, yeah. I've seen people do, but I don't think I've done oh. anything like that. Yeah, I, I mean, I've done randomizers a whole bunch. I find them fun. Okay. Changing the game up or whatever. Or uh, that stupid Resident Evil one that also randomizes different enemies that can spawn where enemies are so sometimes there's just like a bunch of tyrants in a tiny room or sharks just swimming around the main lobby or whatever yeah no totally i've done those okay that's about it that's gonna do it for questions if you want to send in um a question for next week it's top down perspective at gmail.com at tdp podcast on twitter the discord channel or john's p.o box what is your game of the week uh pal world and mine's going to be Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown. Thanks, everyone, nice. for listening. We'll see you next time for episode 700. Woo! Bye.